the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre. That's how our reading from Genesis this morning opens. With each passing read for me, it smacks more and more not of the primordial story that Genesis is meant to share with the countless generations that follow, but it gets rather deep into my bones as one of the foundational teachings of our Judeo-Christian heritage. And that foundational teaching, that primordial story, is about hospitality to strangers. The story is recalled repeatedly throughout Scripture, both explicitly and implicitly. The ancient Israelites are reminded again and again by Moses, by the prophets, to safeguard the dignity of the alien, the stranger, to show hospitality to the wayfarer and the unknown. Even into the first century, Christians were remembering this story as essential to understanding how God comes to us. The letter to the Hebrews recalls this story from Genesis in this way. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, the author of the letter to Hebrews writes, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Later, Christians commemorate this story in art. And you've probably seen this one, the three angels seated at the table of Abraham's hospitality. It's a very famous image. And it was not only an early depiction of this story, but it later became one of the earliest depictions of the Holy Trinity. It's easy to lament the loss of hospitality in our own time, especially our hospitality to the stranger. Whether it's the controversial laws in Arizona or the broader anti-immigrant sentiment that always seems to materialize during hard times. Or it's just the natural suspicion we all feel when someone different or unknown appears in a place familiar to us. We all have a xenophobic streak. How easily we find the stranger dangerous, threatening, upsetting. So as human beings, not just as Christians, but as human beings, we must be reminded repeatedly just as our spiritual ancestors were, that hospitality to the stranger is not a luxury or a choice when convenient, but a necessity. A necessity in good times and in bad, in lush lands or in deserts, in the plains or on the mountainsides, wherever we find ourselves. It is our hospitality to the stranger that defines who we are. Our hospitality to the stranger is the first spiritual step in moving outside of our own insularity, outside of our own craven desire to be in charge, to be in control. Our first step into greater life. Abraham, as many of you remember, had entered a covenant with God that made him and Sarah the parents of a people. 
that promised them a family as numerous as the stars. And when Abraham or when the ancient nomads who told this story around campfires thought of the stars, they thought of them not in the way we think of the stars in our light-polluted skies of urban and suburban life. They thought of them in the pitch black of a desert night where the Milky Way was bright and the only light they could see by was starlight. Talk about countless stars. Talk about a promise that was as awesome as any as we could imagine. Yet the rub of the story, as many of you also will remember, is that Abraham and Sarah are childless. And Sarah is beyond her childbearing years. So the message of these strangers in today's story is as startling as it is prophetic. Sarah overhears the prediction, of course, and in the next few verses she laughs at the incredible nature of this encounter's promise, even though it will come to pass with the birth of her firstborn, Isaac, his name itself a play on laughter. It's in that strange and wonderful ironic mix of her own incredulity and God's laughter at the covenant beginning its long unfolding towards fulfillment. But without Abraham and Sarah's willingness to host these strangers, the covenant might never have taken root. Their witness in these ancient words is that hospitality resides at the very core of our spiritual practice. Hospitality is at the very heart of the art of being faithful to a God who comes to us when and how we least expect. Most of all and most powerfully in the completely other, in the complete stranger. Then we have our gospel today, where Mary and Martha of Bethany welcome Jesus into their home. In Luke, this story also has the feel of a mythic encounter, much akin in some ways to our Genesis tale about Abraham and Sarah. Like the Genesis story, it conveys meaning about hospitality, as well as discipleship. Martha struggles like every good hostess might to make ready a meal for the esteemed guest and teacher who has suddenly entered their home. In fact, her name in Aramaic suitably depicts her role in the story. It means mistress of the household. Mary, on the other hand, does something truly extraordinary. She sits at Jesus' feet. And that's a position that a disciple would take. That Mary as a woman makes her act of discipleship more than somewhat scandalous to Martha. And that only aggravates her already deep anxiety in making preparations. The author of Luke asks us, how do we welcome Jesus the stranger? Is it only in our offerings, in our anxious preparations, in our striving, in our clattering, as my grandmother used to call it, about the kitchen? Mary and Abraham both teach us this day, and so does Sarah, listening at the tent door, 
that hospitality is much more than simply providing a table and food. It is more deeply found in the engagement of heart and mind, the careful listening, the abiding presence, the opening of ourselves to the changes the stranger brings into our midst. This is what Abraham did in the primordial desert at the edge of nothingness. He welcomed this strange God into his life. And as a result, he pulled up stakes and left all that was familiar behind him. And then he welcomes God again as the divine strangers came by the oaks of Mamre. And it was in this welcoming that he welcomed the promise that God brought. Mary sits at Jesus' feet to accept the promise of the gospel, a moment as transformative for her as the stranger's message to Abraham and Sarah that they would bear a child. So if our lives as Christians are marked by any one thing, then they are marked by the times we welcome the stranger into our midst, either as individuals or as a community. Think for a moment of the strangers you have welcomed, those strangers who have become your friends, that stranger who became your spouse, still a stranger, some of us might. Those strangers who became your co-workers and companions along the way. Think for a moment of those strangers who came into your life as children, whether through birth or adoption, when they get a little bit older, and become teenagers, strangers yet again, or when they grow to adulthood and leave the household and come back from school, strangers yet again. It doesn't matter. They reshape and redefine our world forever. Where would you be had you not opened your hearts to them? Certainly not here, not now in this way, not who you are this day. For when we open the doors of our hearts to the other, we welcome the ongoing unfolding of a promise that can be traced all the way back to Mary Martha of Bethany and all the way back to Abraham and Sarah by the oaks. And for us as Christians, make no mistake, the ultimate stranger we welcome in is God whether it is in Christ or as our maker or as the spirit or often like Abraham as we welcome all three at once. Whenever we welcome the stranger in one another into our lives and hearts, then we welcome God as well. And in doing so, we choose the better part of our existence the greater gift, the promise that has been offered us from the beginning, the one that leads to greater life, greater life that will never be taken away from us. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God 
and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.